promises. Yeah, we get a lot of promises. Here's what I'll do for you. I'm going to promise you the moon, the sky, the sun. Everything's going to be great. I'm going to promise you this and I'm going to promise you that. And then it's not going to cost you anything and it'll never get filled. I don't know. We get so many promises in this mayoral race that you got to start wondering what can these candidates actually deliver. And, and we had a fellow on uh, last week who knows everything about building infrastructure and how you know, all of these deals are done and, 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 and such about uh, infrastructure. And, and he basically said anyone promising in this campaign to build, you know, subways, transit, these multi-billion dollar uh, things, they can't do it. It's all a gimmick. So let, let's cut those candidates out because he explained it pretty clearly. It, it, we don't have that money and we have no guarantees from either level of government above us to do it. So if anyone's promising these massive infrastructure pro projects, there's zero guarantee it's getting done, so it is just a gimmick. But we get the promises, so how many of them, you know, actually add up? And we thought, you know, week, week to week, we're going to try to keep our finger on the pulse of this and follow the dollar to see if it can actually be done. So let's bring in Jay Goldberg, Ontario Director for the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, because he does follow the dollar and add it up, and he joins us now. Great you there? Thank you. Oh, yep. there you are. Hello there. All righty. So you kind of have been going through the campaigns and it's really hard. I will, I will say this. There's so many announcements coming out on a day to day basis. It's very difficult to kind of keep up with everything. Having said that, Olivia Chow is uh, clearly leading in the polls, according to the polls. Um, she's promising this luxury home tax. And so if your home is sold for over $3 million, you'll get a higher land transfer tax. But, you know, she, she's not saying what the exact amount would would be and ultimately um if she's relying jay on on the the land transfer tax to pay off all all the the bills um i don't know if she has an understanding then that some years are better than others there's no guarantee with that well there's certainly no <clears throat> guarantee with that and uh yeah we've had massive changes uh right now it's about 900 million dollars a year that is coming into uh the city of Toronto city council coffers from the land transfer tax, but absolutely, if you have a year where fewer homes are sold, you're definitely going to see a big drop in the amount of money that's brought in. And the one thing I have to warn uh, definitely is that right now the land transfer tax is gradual. So if you're paying, you're buying a home less than five hundred thousand uh, mm -hmm. dollars, which is extremely hard to find in the city of Toronto, it's half a percent, and then mm -hmm. it increases further from there. The problem is. Right now, Olivia Child's saying she's just going to limit this to the richest of rich homes. But like when the income tax was introduced, it was only for the top 2% of income earners. Now everybody pays the income tax. So if she's looking for more dough down the line with her strong mayor powers, she could very easily start raising the tax on homes worth a million dollars, $750,000. So you're opening up the door to future tax hikes to pay for all these promises. Yeah, and to your point, um, you know, she's saying homes of three million. Just because you live in a three million home, and I assure you, I do not. Uh, it doesn't make you rich. I mean, there are so little that you can buy in Toronto that 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 you know there are people that buy three million dollar homes because that's just what they cost. And so you're you're going to be punishing a lot of people that are probably already over leveraged. But you know, in a city like this, that is what people are having to pay. Yeah, they're over leveraged uh, for sure. And people are, you know, have to fight really hard to be able just to uh, afford a home. And, and this tax could be uh, tens of thousands of dollars, depending on yeah. what the, the amount is of the home. So, you know, folks really don't have that cash. The other thing is that 
Um, in every other city around Toronto, as we've talked about, there is no municipal land transfer tax. And so if you buy a nice home in Mississauga, for example, mm-hmm. you don't have to pay the tens of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars in, in the tax. So that's just going to encourage folks to go outside of the city of Toronto instead of be inside the city of Toronto. Well, yeah, I will never buy a house in Toronto again because I refuse to pay this extra tax. And this is where we get to the if, you know, for those who don't think Torontonians pay a lot of taxes, that no, no one else has to pay this extra land transfer tax on top of all the other costs. And it is expensive and it keeps a lot of first time buyers, you know, out of the market. And so, um, in fact, I think Anthony Fury campaigned actually on saying, no, he'll get rid of that and he'll phase it out altogether. Certainly, though, for first time buyers, because it is a huge chunk of change. The other thing uh, she got herself into a bit of trouble on is uh, she's saying that she'll pay for stuff with the vacant home tax. But the vacant home tax only brought in six million dollars. And the promises that she's making, you know, are hundreds of millions. So that that doesn't even add up at all. No, and city council spends uh, definitely more than six million dollars in just <laughs> operating and paying for staff and paying the salaries of, uh, you know, city councillors. So there's absolutely That's like no one way week. that would... Yeah. Exactly. It would not pay for virtually anything. And so we have this, uh, you know, very lofty platform here with all of these goals, but really she's not outlining any ways to pay for it. And we really have to be careful here because whoever is elected is going to have these new strong mayor powers that the Ford mm-hmm. government gave the mayor of Toronto, mm-hmm. the mayor of mm-hmm. Ottawa, so she could get something through city council, even with only one third of council supporting her. So even if the centrists and perhaps those on the right on council don't want to see this, it's still going to become a reality because she could get it through. 100%. Yeah, no, no question about it. And then she, uh, both she and Matlow, uh, Josh Matlow, are promising, you know, of course, to tear down the uh, eastern portion of the Gardener, which we have spent just hundreds of millions of dollars already on and are already booked to spend even billions more. Um, you know, this was a $1.2 billion cost for the city for up to six years. And again, I speak to that big infrastructure project where we've got these engineers saying, like, like they can't do that, but they're promising to do it, which tells me that they're not thinking through their promises. I, I, these are enormous costs, and there's no guarantee they can do what they want to do, which I guess is to build all this affordable housing underneath. We're talking decades that before that would happen, but a, a monumental throwing away of our money on something that is already you know, committed to. Yeah, look, we've already paid $550 million towards fixing up this portion of the gardener. So that's money that's out the door, and that's a lot of money. So to mm-hmm. change your mind now, six years after making the original decision to go ahead, uh, you know, it would just mean wasting a ton of money. And you're that's right. what we do and, in Toronto, Jay. The- <laughs> we U-turn on everything, transit city, you name it. Like, it's it's crazy how often we do this. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. We keep going back and forth. It's true. Mm-hmm. The council never seems to make up their mind on anything. But, you know, this decision was made six years ago. You've already spent over half a billion dollars on this. And to go back on that, first, it doesn't make sense in terms of how much money we've spent. But I don't think the candidates are really even considering what would happen to traffic. I mean, there's just so much traffic now that's on the gardener that just building a road underneath instead could, could lead to a huge amount of gridlock. So I mm-hmm, don't think massive. people are really considering that when, when they're talking about doing this. Yeah, that was the other thing that the, the infrastructure said. Like the, Anyone making a promising, it will, won't stop the flow of traffic, it, it, traffic, is delusional because it will be a massive impact. And uh, right now, 
Uh, we don't have any more room to do more construction. The other one you point out is Brad Bradford and Mark Saunders, both saying that they'll keep property tax hikes under inflation, a line that worked for John Tory for a long time. But, you know, it works when inflation doesn't exist. And now it's on a way, it's a way up again. So again, it's the lack of details that you have to wonder about, because if, if they're talking about today's rates, that's pretty darn high. <laughs> Exactly. And so when you have candidates like Olivia Chow and Josh Matlow and others who will not commit to keeping it under inflation, that really just shows you how much of a tax hike they're going for. Because if inflation is 4 or 5%, you're already going to see a 4 or 5% property tax increase under those who are promising to keep it under inflation. So for those mm-hmm. candidates who aren't making that promise, you can start to assume that we're going to have property tax hikes of over 5%. Uh, for the foreseeable future, because if inflation remains high and they're not even willing to commit to going under the rate of inflation, we're going to see huge property tax hikes. I mean, when Olivia Chow was at City Hall, you know, she was a key supporter of David Miller. And we all know Mm. there were massive Mm -hmm. property tax hikes under the Miller administration. So we're looking at the potential of that. uh, And certainly Matt Lowe and uh, Olivia Chow, two of the leading candidates, if you're not even willing to commit to keep property taxes increases under the rate of inflation, when you have massive inflation, then that's a pretty scary thing. Yeah, and it is going to stick around for a while, but it will very much impact uh, people um, who already are stretched very thin. All right, Jay, thank you very much. I'm so glad you are, are watching this kind of stuff. We'll do it again next week because it does get to be a lot. It's just a lot uh, to follow, so I appreciate it. Great to be with you. Enjoy your weekend. All right, that's Jay Goldberg. I say the person that's under-delivering will probably overpromise. Vote for them. And I'm not talking about the dog. But anybody promising these massive things, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. And it's going to be very, very expensive. A lot of people are just kind of shrugging their shoulder at this election. And I say to them, you know what? It's going to be consequential. And it's going to cost everybody if the wrong person comes in. And if you got people like Josh Matlow, as well as Olivia Chow, already freely saying, yes, we'll raise taxes. We'll raise taxes. They're happy about it. They don't even mince words. Then you can imagine how much higher it will go. So, uh, you know, we'll follow the dollar.